0: Welcome back to Sports Fix Team, I am your host Ben Cullen. Steph Curry inspired the Golden State Warriors to a 7 straight victory as he scored 33 points in a win over the LA Clippers. Curry scored seven three-pointers to take his tally to 105 in 19 games. In doing so, he broke his own record for the fastest player to reach 100 three-pointers in a season. The Warriors, who are the best record in the NBA with 18 wins and two losses, next play the Phoenix Suns, who have won their past 16 games. Curry scored 13 points, which included a burst of scoring after he felt aggrieved at not being awarded a foul in the fourth quarter. I thought I got fouled so I wanted to let the emotions out and then you let it go and you just play basketball," said Curry. For me individually and for our team, I think we fueled off that and just worried about putting the ball in the basket and that's when the avalanche started. Daniel Carlson kicked a field goal in overtime to give the Las Vegas Raiders a 36-33 win in the Dallas Cowboys traditional Thanksgiving game. The Raiders led throughout in Texas until a frantic finish so the Cowboys make it 30-30 with 2 minutes and 54 remaining. The two sides traded field goals to take it into overtime where Carlson's fifth field goal won it from 29 yards. That ended a three game losing streak for the Raiders and they are right back in contention in the AFC West. Dallas began hosting games of Thanksgiving in 1966, and only twice since have America's team not played on the holiday. But the visitors led 17-13 at the half and 27-19 after Carlson kicked a field goal late in the third quarter. The late drama began as Cowboys quarterback found Dalton Schultz for a 32-yard touchdown and then for a two-point conversion to tie the score. But he could not prevent Dallas slipping to their third loss in four games. Hong Kong golden boy Edgar Chung Karlong has competed in his first competition since winning at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. The 24-year-old eased past teammate Royan Choi Chun-Yin 15-4 in the Hong Kong Open Fencing and Championships Men's Foil Final on Sunday evening. But it was not an easy day at the office. He trailed the fifth seed twice in the semis, coming back from four points down to win 15-10 in front of a bustling crowd. There was a bit of pressure at the start because I felt like I was playing with the whole audience, Chung said. My opponent is a bit younger and everyone was cheering for him. It felt like every time I lost a point they were helping him play. But I got used to it slowly I learned to filter it out and not let it affect my performance and mood. OK, I'm delighted to welcome Rob Lennox to the studio. Rob is a former rugby captain at Valley Fort, not sure if he's a retired player just yet. We'll ask in a bit. Rob also spent eight years in the British Army, operating around the globe in various roles, including time with the Royal Marines and a tour of Afghan. He's also played for the British Army at Twickenham three times, but he's recently put his hand to something else, along with a few mates. All will be revealed shortly. Rob, welcome to SportsFix. how are you? good thanks mate thanks very much for having me very good we're happy to have you and normally we start our conversations with some quick fire questions to feel you out and cast judgment <laughs> let's S- go alright pizza or donuts pizza early bird or night owl night owl really yeah as a military man yeah didn't expect they were that
1: they are trying to beat it into me
0: rugby uh... or rowing rowing wow massive lie favourite sports star of all time Ben Cullen <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time anyone's ever said that hard to believe least favourite exercise running beach or snow snow favourite sport that's not rugby rowing wait that's not (laughs) rowing or rugby (laughs) tennis have you hung up the rugby boots no oh great answer Good stuff. Thank you, mate. No worries. All right, let's give them some intel, Rob. Your mate Matthew came in a while ago to tell us about the task at hand, but you're a little bit closer now and a few things have changed. Can you give us an overview of what you're up to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we are setting off in a couple of weeks' time to do the Talisker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge, uh, rowing 3,000 miles from Lagomera across to Antigua. Uh, and there's three of us doing it in our, in our little rowing boat. Um, hoping to do it anywhere between sort of 35 and 40 days, so praying for uh, fair winds and following sea. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we are, mate. It's been a it's been a long build up, uh, sort of 18 plus months of prep, and now we're 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 almost at the start line. All right, you've you've really undersold it. Uh, the task you have at hand. Give some more intel on what a day
0: looks like and some of the things you're going to face.
1: Okay, so um, as I said, doing it as a three. So for most of the day, we will row uh, two on, one off. Um, so you'll sort of row for two hours and then have an hour's rest. Row for two hours, have an hour's rest. Um, and then at night, uh, sort of six hours between midnight and six, we will row for two hours on our own while the other two get some rest. So oh, two. I of the didn't blokes, know that part. Yeah, so try and do it so that two of the blokes will get four hours unbroken rest. Uh, so you can hopefully actually get a decent bit of kip. And then you hope that when you do wake up, that person has actually rowed for two hours. Yeah, not not asleep on the oars. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, we got You know, that's that's the that's the sort of basic routine. You've obviously got to clean yourself, feed yourself, um, take care of your ablutions um, in a bucket on the boat. Yeah, um, but yeah, mate. There's, it's obviously going to be a massive physical challenge, uh, mental challenge, just to keep get keep getting up and keep going. Um, but also, like you know, broad. Phenomenal opportunity, phenomenal experience it's going to be, um, being out there, middle of the Atlantic Ocean, 26 foot, essentially floating bathtub with a couple of cabins on it. Um, Yeah, great idea. Great idea.
0: It is. It is. And we'll come back to the row in a little bit, as well as, you know, the ultimate reason as to why you're doing it. But I want to dig into your story a little bit. You were in the army,
1: but how did you get there and what influenced you to take that move? So um, after school went to uni, um, didn't really know what I wanted to do, and didn't really get on with it that well. So a bit of a re-evaluation of, of what I wanted from life, and so I left and applied to join Sandhurst, um, got in. Uh, so I spent a year at Sandhurst doing officer training, joined the Infantry Royal Regiment of Scotland, and yeah, that you know that set me on my way with the military. That was two years of platoon commander with uh, with the Scots went to the commando course um, and spent a couple of years with the Royal Marines and yeah spent six seven months out in Afghan um, which was a great experience as well Um, and all the way through that just managed to spend a decent bit of time playing rugby as you mentioned earlier
0: very good very good when you moved into the army, did
1: you love it immediately or did it develop over time? No, I did I didn't love it immediately and it didn't love me immediately. Did you ever love it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely amazing. But it is a it definitely is sort of breaking you down from from your civilian life, your late mornings and easy routines to, to very much like regimented regimented life, early starts, yes sir, no sir, all of that was um it's a bit of a shock to the system. But no, mate, I had a, I had a phenomenal time. I like, had, a, had a load of different opportunities. Like I said, got to play sport, got to travel, did some random things. I spent six weeks instructing mountain biking in the Alps. Really? Yeah, absolutely bizarre. Did, went to, uh, did security at the 2012 Olympics in London, <laughs> um, which again was great fun. Um, did did you get uh, to see any events? Yeah, yeah, they were, because they didn't fill all the events at the time, so they'd give us give us tickets so when you and, weren't working you'd go watch yeah absolutely. that's awesome yeah it was great fun we did the um, broadcast center so all the people going on TV and being interviewed and stuff came through our sort of security checkpoint got it so just like trying to snap selfies with yeah with celebs yeah that's but, awesome yeah, it was great mate so you didn't love the early mornings you're not an early morning person no no I mean they did it they did a reasonable job of beating it into me when I was in <laughs> but but no as soon as I got out it's uh, no, what, definitely not what is an early morning in the military or yeah here? yeah yeah. No, I mean yeah. <laughs> At Sandhurst they used to have you up at um, have you up at about five, five thirty. You had to stand outside your door, down a liter of water and sing the national anthem, which was quite old school. Every day. Every in the in the first five weeks, yeah, when they're sort of trying to trying to ducked you into military life. Down uh, a litre of water. Yeah, from these old black plastic water bottles that have been around since the Second World War, I think. Really? And are used by cadet after cadet after cadet. And there's sort of this taste to the water, which is also the water coming out of like lead pipes in the old buildings in Sandhurst. So, yeah, it's pretty unpleasant. <laughs> so <laughs> many questions now, I'm not sure we're going to get off to
0: the road. <laughs> wow, what experience. Anything else similar to that you can share?
1: Yeah, I guess just that, yeah, it's it's quite a thing. because I had no idea what i was really getting myself into you turn up and it is it is a shock to the system you definitely lie there i'm sure it would be similar on the road you lie there at night thinking why on earth am i doing this to myself i've, I've volunteered to be here yeah i wasn't conscripted no one's forcing me yeah i chose to be here. Yeah, i chose to be here what is wrong with me
0: <laughs> thank you rob we look forward to hearing more from you next week hong
1: kong are you ready This is the hottest ticket in the world right now.
0: I am pretty sure that my hottest ticket will be the same for the next two weeks. It has come down to the wire. Who will be crowned F1 champ? There are two races to go and it really is as exciting as it gets. The Saudi Arabian Grand Prix is my hottest ticket in the world. Have a great weekend all and I'll see you for your Sports Fix next week.